Debt, fear, relationships, the children, your health, work. When you want to give up and you need courage to continue, take heart and stay tuned as RJ Jackson writes her signature message of hope on your heart. You don't have to live where you're dying and you don't have to die where you're living. Like every show of Conversations on Courage, you'll be informed, inspired, and encouraged to find the courage you need to succeed at home, work, and in your business. Get your pen and paper. You'll want to take notes. And now, your host, R.J. Jackson, The Courage Giver. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the table. Welcome to another episode of Conversations on Courage with me, your host, R.J. Jackson, The Courage Giver. This is a show for women, women who dare to live authentic, bold, and courageous lives. Women who dare to push past their pain and be all that they were created to be. This is a show for women who dare to live in unapologetically. This is the show where you can find the courage you need in order to succeed. This is a show for you. I like to look at this as episode one. Although it's not our first show, it is the one that you've been waiting for. It's the one that you will appreciate and the one you'll be glad you stuck around to hear. It's the one that will help you level up in your business and in your life. It's the one you'll want to listen to over and over again. Matter of fact, it's the one you'll want to share with your friend. So why don't you actually take a moment and do that right now? You can simply hit the share button and share with those you care about. And don't forget, while you're touching those buttons, remember to subscribe. Don't forget to leave a comment and please leave a review. On today's show, like on every show, we promise to fill your cup one sip at a time. We promise to give you information that's going to cause transformation in your situation. We promise you another epic conversation on courage. What are we going to do? Not only are we going to give you strategies for success, we're going to answer the questions that you've had the courage to ask in our online Facebook community. Girl, I'm working on it too. If you're not a part of our community, we invite you to head on over and join. Girl, I'm working on it too. Head on over and join right now to connect with a community of women who will get underneath you and lift you up. We're also going to bring you a featured speaker who will share insight and inspiration for your current situation. Today's featured guest is PR coach Pam Perry. Stay tuned. Coming up next, RJ brings her special guest to the table for more authentic and down-to-earth conversations on courage. I am always excited and honored to be able to sit at the table and have a conversation and not just any old conversation, but an epic conversation with amazing people who are living life on purpose. They've decided to push past their fear, the pain of the past, 
and take a risk with confidence. Today's guest is no exception to that rule. Today, we get to talk with Pam Perry. Pam Perry is the PR queen. She shows authors, speakers, and entrepreneurs effective ways to build their brand and shine online like a superstar. So whether you're wanting to share your message with the world, increase your book sales, or even use the latest social media and PR strategies to get out there, well, you're sitting at the table with us today is not in vain. Our PR coach, Pam Perry, is going to share with us strategic and effective ways to leverage new media to reach our goals. Join me in welcoming Pam Perry, the PR queen, to the table. Pam, welcome to the table, beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you, RJ. Hey, hey, everybody. (laughs) This is good. Yes, girl, this is good. So right before I ask you some questions, I just want to let our listening audience know that we connected about 15 or we said maybe even 20 years ago through Believe it or not, my space. We came into each other's space. We connected heart to heart. And although we don't see each other every day, matter of fact, we've never seen each other in person. And we have stayed connected. And in some form or fashion, we've gotten underneath each other and lifted each other up. So I want to just publicly say thank you for being your sister's keeper. And thank you for providing women with the example of what sisterhood really looks like. We don't have to be in each other's face every day, all day, to love on each other. Well, Ajay, I remember the first time that I knew that you were special was when we were connected on social media and I saw what you were doing and you had a book. And you know I love authors and love books. And you sent me one of your books, your first book, and you said, From RJ. Um, just as, this is to encourage you, keep up the good work, RJ, the courage giver. And I just thought that was so nice. I was like out of the blue, it came in the mail, and you said this is just to encourage you. Do you remember doing that, or did you do that to everybody? <laughs> I do what God called me to do, but mm-hmm. since my accident, I don't quite have the memory that I used to. I remember you sent me your book and you signed it and you said, this is to encourage you. And that had to be at least 15 years ago. I just wanted to publicly thank you for that. Because not every author does that. But you are, you really walk your talk. Thank you for that. Because at the end of the day, even as I remember sharing with the students that would see me years after I would teach them, they would say, I don't remember your name, but I remember you taught me X, Y, Z. And I would say, that's all that matters. And all that matters is how we make each other feel, not our names, not our titles, not the things we do per se, but how we treat one another. So I'm honored to know that I've made a difference in your life. Let's talk about your story. The queen of PR, the PR coach and guru, you got a story. You haven't always been there, but. You probably were born to be there. So what is your story? How did you become this queen of PR and the guru that everybody's talking about? 
Thank you for saying that. But, you know, I didn't really know that I was going to be NPR. Actually, I didn't. I just knew I had a gift of promoting, and I love promoting positive people, positive publications, positive products, anything that was positive. So it wasn't an accident that I grew up next door to a pastor. And this pastor, Reverend Jordan is his name. He's gone on to be with the Lord now. But Reverend Jordan um, was a person that was very influential in my life from the standpoint that he said out of his mouth one time, he said, you're going to do PR and you're going to do PR for Jesus. And I didn't even know what PR was at the time. I was probably about 14 or 15 years old. But what he saw in me was that I was a person that always liked to promote things, like to tell people. I was like the hype man, right? I'm like the hype man for the church, right? It's like, you know, we got good stuff going on. You all need to come here and check it out. I'm like putting flyers out and mailing and cards or creative ways to market, really to make a word say, like, I was wanted our church to be the salt and the light. So I was trying to put a little bit more flavor on stuff. So that was really like the backstory. Going forward, I said, well, you know what, let me check out what this PR game is all about. And I realized that it it did coincide with my gifts and my passion, which was writing and actually had a lot to do with promoting. And so when I went to school, went to Wayne State University, I majored in advertising and PR. And my first job out of college was at the Detroit Free Press, which I stayed for about a decade. And then I really moved into other spaces of media after that. Your pastor Mm -hmm. spoke life into your life, huh? He did. He did. When he said, you're going to do PR for Jesus, I was like, okay. And I majored in PR and I did PR for all sorts of things. I mean, I've done uh, PR for McDonald's. I've done it for automotive companies, automotive suppliers. But the joy that I really felt in these hair care products or whatever, the joy I really felt was doing PR for people really making a difference. So that was primarily speakers. They were primarily authors. Those were ministers, churches. So after the career of working in radio and working in television and working with uh, the newspaper, I really launched out and became PR director of the Salvation Army. And so God placed me there for about seven years. And I realized that, wow, this is Salvation Army, keyword being Salvation, is a church. And they have a strong brand. So when you think of Salvation Army, you think of the Red Shield. That Red Shield is their brand, but the PR that we had to do was telling stories. Stories of people who have really come through the Salvation Army and received some kind of assistance, whether it was food, whether it was clothing, whether it was um, helping them, you know, get through some hard times, all kinds of stories, drug addiction, everything. And so what my job was, was really to find the good stories that were going on at the Salvation Army and tell it to the media and primarily so that we can get fundraising. So fundraising, marketing, PR, all of that and branding was what I really learned at the Salvation Army. I left there because I wanted to do it for more, um, I guess you'd say a micro uh, audience, more the African-American community. Salvation Army is worldwide. And I said, well, what would happen if someone did marketing and PR for African-American churches, just like the machine that the Salvation Army set up? And so I set out to do that in 2000. It's been about 19 years now, RJ. So I really decided that I wanted to work with churches to really help them market their message. And that was the theme of my company, the tagline, marketing the message, which is ministry marketing solutions. So that's where all of this started from the heart of really wanting to help them market the message. Now, at that point, there was no word network. There weren't a lot of people doing marketing for the African-American 
uh, community, in the Christian community. So I was more or less like a, a trailblazer, and people were like, why did you leave your job? Why are you doing that? And I was like, God told me to. <laughs> God told me to. And I've been doing it ever since. Nothing like being obedient because God told me to. Enough said. So you decided you wanted to help the church tell their story for God's glory. And is that when you started your own company? I started my own company in 2000 after I left the Salvation Army. And I really was working with a lot of churches. My first client was actually a gospel play. And then I went on and started working with churches, helping them market so they can get, obviously, more members and really telling their telling about their programs the same thing prophetically that Reverend Jordan said that I would do, right? I'm doing PR for Jesus. And I really started doing that and really got involved in working with a lot of the Christian publishers. So I had clients like Harvest House, Harrison House, Moody Press, uh, work with Zondervan, work with FaithWorks, any Christian house that had an African-American division or had African-American authors, primarily I worked with them. And so from that, I've worked with T.D. Jakes, I've worked with Chappie Dollar, Dr. Sue J. Judson Press. So all of the houses have African-American authors, that Christian authors that they work with. And so they would hire me out as a freelancer to do the PR for them. That's how I really got into my space, RJ, because at that point, it was like, you know what? There aren't a lot of spaces for African-Americans to really tell their stories. So let's go directly to the people, which is at that point. It wasn't Facebook, wasn't as big, but was in MySpace. So I was telling their stories directly to their audiences, and they were connecting with them. And so at that point, they were the rock star in the MySpace, or they were the rock star in Facebook, or they they became the go-to person where people were like, you're the author. I I can connect with you directly. Wow, this is cool. It took a while to get these, uh, I guess you'd say these preachers and authors to really understand that MySpace wasn't the devil. But, but but I finally convinced him that social media is the wave of the future. <laughs> I, I basically try to make sure that they understand that it is a tool of God if you use it that way. So we primarily, we connect with people. I said, you can have prayer online. I mean, there's so many good things that you can do online. Of course, there's always some evil things you could do online. But for, for us, I told him, I said, if we leave, working online or being online or being seen, that means it'll be taken over by darkness. So you will always want to be a light. I remember one of the first people that really embraced it was Stacey Hawkins Adams. And she was like, oh my God, I've got to write books. I got to market books. I got to manage my MySpace, manage, you know, but she realized that her audience really loved connecting with her. It was like really cool. She can write because writers write alone. They write in like a cave. And so for them to actually hear firsthand what their readers are saying, was really a joy. And so Stacy Kim Brooks, a lot of my Christian authors are like, this is so cool. I can hear firsthand what my readers are saying from around the world. So that was really the cool thing that really convinced a lot of the Christian authors and speakers that they need to really own their own brand online. What lesson did you learn from that part of your journey that we could also learn from as well? That you don't have to have it all figured out. When you trust your gut, trust your intuition, trust the Holy Spirit, trust inside what what God is telling you, that you just walk in it and you have the faith that you know it's going to work out. Now, it may not be easy, but you know that you've got to just keep your ear to the ground, keep prayed up, and just know that it'll work out. 
So when I started Ministry Marketing Solutions, there was no company that really looked like what I saw in my mind's eye. I had to really feel around and just really keep prayed up. So one of the things is that you would just know that even though it may not work out perfectly, and it is some things like there were some times when it was like, I don't know what is going on. It's I, I don't have any clients and the clients that I do have, they don't understand what I'm trying to do. But you just know that you keep at it, keep faith. You don't have to know every every step that's on the way. Just keep stepping it one step at a time. So just trust your gut. And that's really the main thing. If you have a passion for it, you know God called you to do it, you just keep at it. As time went on, I changed some things because obviously you can't keep doing the same thing all the time because times change. So obviously I got off of MySpace, right? And then you go into Facebook. I'm into Twitter. You're into Instagram. There's different things that you know you have to embrace because change is inevitable. So I embraced social media, uh, being 26,000 people on Twitter and, you know, 30,000 people on on Facebook, it's only because I embraced it. Now, I'm a baby boomer. It's not like I grew up with a computer or a phone in my hand. I didn't have my first phone until I was way, probably 30 or so. But you want to just keep on with things that you know that are trends that will keep you relevant. And so just trust your gut. Be open to change. It changing is good. And get a, get a mentor or a coach. Change is good, and in order to change, we have to understand confidence is required, and so we have to be willing to take a risk with confidence. You're listening to Conversations on Courage with your host, R.J. Jackson, the Courage Giver. Quick, call your friends and invite them to listen in. For that person who's in the audience listening, and they're like, okay, but... I've been going and going and going. I'm no energizer bunny. I don't know what to do, especially when it comes to PR, when it comes to marketing and branding. Where do you suggest they start? I would say they have to start with really understanding two things, knowing themselves, what it is that they're called to do, who they are called to serve, and then really, really understanding that audience. So when I say understanding the audience, a lot of authors will say, well, my book is for everybody. Well, no, it's not. The only book for everybody is the Bible. Your book has a target market. So you have to understand that target market to the T. But whatever your audience is, wherever they're hanging out, you need to know that so that you can actually then show up there. So if you know that if they're locally in the area where you are, you have to know what TV, radio, newspapers they're consuming. What are they reading? And then try to connect with those reporters that work for those publications or those radio and TV stations. That's really the main thing. Because once you know your message, know what your audience is looking for, how you can serve those two, then you try to find the media to help you broadcast that message out to to the masses. That's a great tip, which reminds me of perhaps another listener who might be saying, okay, I got my target market. I know who it is. But now with everything on social media, people talking about creating brand, I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, we're in the age now where, because I've majored in public relations and advertising, advertising is really taking like that back seat from the standpoint that it's changed. We just can't run an ad in the newspaper or run an ad on television because it's boring. 
So we're in the age now what we call content marketing, meaning that because we're, quote, unquote, in the information age now, content is king. So creating content means that you are an expert in whatever area that you're in, and you're creating content around that to showcase that you know what you're talking about. How do you create the content? You may write it in the form of articles. You may do a podcast like what you're doing. You may write a blog. You may write a book. Obviously, that's easy to do. You do ebooks. You do reports. You do telesummits, teleseminars. You may even take your expertise and put it in a training program, online training. You may do videos because there's some people that are with doing videos on YouTube, and that's content marketing. So whatever the area is that you are an expert in. So for you, it's confident and courage. So any content that has to do with confidence and courage, whether you're going to do a webinar, RJ, or you're going to do a workbook, or you're going to do an online training or easing, that is what you dish out all the time to your target audience. So your target audience knows it won't, they won't know it like right away. You can't send out one email and they're going to know that, oh, she's got a book. You've got to constantly be all over social media, sharing everything, everywhere, all the time and optimizing it so that all the social media channels know that you are the expert in that area. So when I say brand, if you're, if you're confident and courage, then, then don't try to do something else that's like off brand. So it's confident and courage coach. And then it says, Oh yeah, but I also do, I'm also a health and yoga teacher. I also help people do something else that's totally off the brand. And people get confused. And so when people are confused about your brand, they don't buy. They don't, they are not attracted to you. You're not talking to anybody. You're thinking, you're, oh, if I, if I say that I'm doing this, 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 and this, and I can get all these different audiences. No. When you try to talk to everybody, you talk to nobody. So you have to pick one and stick with it. That's what branding is. It is one brand. Confidence. You can't be afraid that you're going to lose a customer if you narrow it down. Actually, my business coach always said that you become rich in a niche. So finding a niche and then really sticking with that is where you really will flourish and succeed. That's good stuff, good stuff. So, okay, so we got the target market. We got the fact that branding and creating content is very important. And from what I heard you say, creating content is really just showing up, right? Like show up with who you are. Yes, and you do have to have a, a home this content and primarily so that people will know where you live online. So you have to have a, a website that really speaks to that audience. My website, panperrypr.com, basically speaks to that target audience. When you first open up to my site, it says who you are. I'm talking in the language. I'm talking to them. Your site is the same thing. You're talking to them. It's like, hey, I'm RJ. Um, Basically, since you already know that confidence and courage are vital to your personal development because I value you and your time, whatever, you talk to them. And if that, if that person doesn't say, well, you know, confidence and courage isn't vital to my personal development, then they bounce off. But if they think it is, then they're going to stay on. The same thing with that is that you have to have a website that, one, speaks to your target audience, and then they connect with you and stay connected with you via email. I know there are so many ways people can connect with you because I know you are known for showing up for authors and speakers and entrepreneurs, and you build ways for them to build their brand and shine online like a superstar, even (laughs) with your magazine. So tell us, what's one mistake 
that people make when it comes to branding that you as the expert can get them back on track? Ooh, I think the one mistake people really have is thinking that that this is easy. It is simple, but it's not easy. So I would say the main thing is that they think that if I post something on Facebook, then I should have, and I get a lot of likes, and that really is like, oh, well, I'm going to get a lot of business. No, you really have to really master marketing. PR is really one of those spokes in the wheel for marketing. Marketing meaning that you have to have offers and you have to sell those offers. You have to sell those products. So when I see people really spending so much time on pictures and branding and this and that, but they're not really making sure that people go to your website, know what you offer, and know how they can pay you to help them. So it's not just about pretty pictures. It's not about getting a whole bunch of likes on Facebook, what I call being Facebook famous and being popular on Instagram. It's about really creating a offer for the audience to buy. So when if it's an online course that they want or if it's a ebook that they want, whatever it is, if it's a service, they have to know that you're their go-to person. So it doesn't matter about the branding. The pictures are fine, but it has to be part of a strategy. And that's what people are really missing, that they are missing the strategy. So a very simple thing is that social media is exactly just that. It's the social part. So it's like a cocktail party or it's a networking event. Then when someone hands you their business card, they contact you personally to know how you can really help them one-on-one. So you want to extend your business card by inviting them back to your website. And from there, either they schedule an appointment to speak with you or they hit a buy button, or they get on your email list. Those are like three actions, three call to actions. Either they are going to buy, set up an appointment, or get on your email list. And your email marketing, how you write it, will encourage them to further down the line when they're ready to buy from you because they're now part of your community. So that's the only thing I see about branding. People put so much emphasis on the pictures and not enough on really the substance of the strategy that they want people to really follow in order to become a customer. So don't just show up, sell something. Exactly. How can we connect with you online to get it right? Very simple, pamperrypr.com. They actually get um, access to a five-part audio series on how to get out there. They'll hear me over um, about a week or so, give them little mini lessons on how to really go through a strategy that will garner business for you online. You can know the strategy on PR and marketing, how they, they go together. So I'm going to challenge our listening audience right now to take a risk with confidence and stop going for likes and start accepting the love that people have for you that you've been leaving on the table because you mm-hmm. thought the picture was cute enough. Mm-hmm. The world that will is... waste your greatness. And you need to that... turn this thing around. So PamPerryPR.com. There's your mm-hmm. solution. That is good. That, that is really... really good. That's true. People do really need to understand that it's part of an overall strategy. And so um, Speakers Magazine is one of those things. It's part of the strategy. It's not the end-all, be-all, but it is part of the strategy to help speakers really get get the shine that they need and to get booked. 
so it's not enough to be a speaker. And it's like, oh, I've got pretty pictures, but you got to get booked. So, so all of it has to do with either people are going to buy you, book you, or subscribe. You know, either one or two things: just subscribe to your newsletter, your, your your email list, buy whatever it is you're selling, or book you so that you can speak. That's it. It's three actions. So whatever you do online, I don't care if you're dancing, I don't care if you're saying poetry, I don't care if you're rapping, whatever you're doing, if they're not doing those three actions, you're just wasting your time. You're looking cute and getting likes. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So I've taken a lot of takeaways with me today, and I got some homework to do as a result of our conversation. But just before we go, we want to know, words of encouragement. Can you leave us with some words of courage that will help boost our confidence and help us be all that we were created to be? Yeah, I would say don't get distracted. There's so many distractions that are really making us feel like a lot of people have ADD or ADHD, right? We're all over the place. So I would just say pursue your purpose. Stay in your lane. Pitch anything else that really doesn't have to do with your purpose or your calling. Stand on Hebrews 12.1. I have that in front of me all the time. And it basically it says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. And so if you take each one, it's just, I love I love the scripture, Hebrews 12.1, but the the endurance, not just run, but run with endurance, because it will be hard sometimes, but run with endurance. But the race that God has set before you, you'll know you win. And so that's my word for you. You'll win. <laughs> yeah. Not the rat race, but the God race. There great you go. Words, great mm-hmm. words, Pam, of encouragement. It's been a pleasure sitting here with you at the table. Thank you for serving up this delicious meal that we can chew on from now on. and not get fat, but get full. We appreciate it so very much. One more time, give us your website. Go to com. Like I said there, you'll get like a free audio lesson from me. And you'll also be on my email list so that you can actually get the other things that I send out. I send out weekly videos too. So you'll get those little videos that I send out. Sometimes it's a podcast too with me and my daughter, but we just started. But primarily com. If you put that in Google, you'll see a whole bunch of stuff come up as well. I'm on Twitter and Facebook. But to really connect with me, I really pay attention to my email. That's where I really do most of my business. Facebook and all those things, DM and Instagram, those are nice. But if you really want to you know, go up another level, you'll go through my email, pamperrypr.com. Thanks, Pam, for pointing us in the right direction to take our business to the next level. Oh, thank you. Well, We've kept our promise again, and we've provided you with another down-to-earth, epic conversation on courage. We know you were inspired and empowered, so be sure to catch us for every episode. Simply subscribe to give us a review and put your comments below. You can find us on iTunes, iHeart, and YouTube. As your host, it's my pleasure not only to connect you with amazing people, but to encourage, inspire, and empower you to take a risk with confidence. As a personal and professional development confidence boost her coach and speaker, you can count on me to boost your confidence so that you can take a risk and take your business 
as well as your life to the next level. Let's have a conversation on courage and on purpose. Connect with me today. You deserve to live your best life now. After all, the world awaits your greatness. Thank you for joining us for Conversations on Courage. Now that you've been inspired, informed, and encouraged, it's time for you to take action. So head on over to thecouragegiver.com. That's thecouragegiver.com. And connect with RJ for a personal conversation on courage. She's waiting to help you take the risk you need to succeed.